So we continue with our uh, James series. So if you have your Bibles with you, please turn with me to the book of James. We are going to finish uh, chapter 3, finally. So we have two more chapters uh, after this. Today, uh, we are going to read James chapter 3, verses 13 to 18. So uh, you can follow me on your phones or your hard copy Bibles, or you can read, uh, you can read with your eyes on screen. James 3, 13 to 18. Who is wise and understanding among you? Keep that question in mind. We'll go back to that uh, from time to time. Let them show it by their good life, by deeds done in the humility that comes from wisdom. But if you harbor bitter envy and selfish ambition in your hearts, do not boast about it or deny the truth. Such wisdom does not come down from heaven, but is earthly, unspiritual, demonic. For where you have envy and selfish ambition, there you find disorder and every evil practice. But the wisdom that comes from heaven is first of all pure, then peace-loving, considerate, submissive, full of mercy and good fruit, impartial and sincere, peacemakers who sow in peace, Reap a harvest of righteousness. May the Lord bless the reading of his word. So obviously what we see here in this text is that we are going to talk about, what do you think? Wisdom. Pastor, nag-preach ka na about wisdom a few Sundays in, in the past. I, I want you to understand as we go through um, the book of James is that you know he is going to repeat some things. He's going to repeat some uh, important things that's very essential in our Christian life. Last Sunday, if you were here, uh, Pastor San gave a really good uh, message about you know words that kill and words that heal. And I was reflecting on that message, and I realized you know how much of not just our words that comes up out of our mouth but also the, our fingers do the talking now, right? Ano kaya yung mga ginagawa natin with our social media, with our emails? Do our words heal or do our words kill? And today is not a different topic entirely. You know, James is not jumping from one topic to another. We need to... We need to Keep that in mind. Merong logical progression yung sinasabi niya. Uh, because you need to keep in mind, the Bible was not written with chapters and verses. Right? Dati, ang, ang Bible, yung, yung sulat ni James, hindi niya sinulat to, Dear Christians, chapter 1, verse 1. Hindi ganun ang sulat niya. It was an actual letter. And, and yung, yung verses and chapters was added later on. As we were preparing for this message, uh, the pastors were thinking, you know, si James para siyang yung paborito mo na uncle na bumibisita sa bahay. Bibisita kapag Pasko o kaya birthday mo. Tapos magbibigay sa'yo ng mga reminders about, you know, about life, about things that matter. So si James parang ganun, siya yung paulit-ulit na tito. Let's, so let's call him Tito James. Tito James is really reminding us what's, what's important and sometimes he's saying something that's difficult to swallow. He's going to say some things that's, that will pierce your heart. He's going to say some things that will challenge the way you think, the way you act, the way you behave, and the way you speak. And that's what we saw last Sunday and that's what we will see today as well. He will not sugarcoat it. And so let me ask, who would you consider to be wise people? Who would you consider to be, you know, you would consider them, these guys are wise. Sino yun? What makes them wise? Let me give an example. 
So meron akong babanggitin na tatlo lang, tatlo lang in history. So this guy called Socrates, Socrates. Uh, he's a Greek uh, philosopher. Bakit siya considered wise? Kasi siya lang naman yung teacher ni history lesson. <laughs> absent, absent. Okay. Siya yung teacher ni Plato. Siya yung teacher ni Plato. Tapos ginagamit pa rin natin yung kanyang mga mga itinuro uh, is being used pa rin in, in logical discussions, um, the Socratic method, yan yung mga sinasabi. So, so he's considered wise. Uh, this guy, yung nasa taas, Confucius from China, right? He's considered wise. He's known for what? He's known for what? Chowking. Yung gold, tama, yung golden, hindi golden fry, golden rule. Golden rule, which is parang kapareho ng sinabi ni Jesus, no? Medyo iba lang yung kanyang variation. Pero meron siyang sinabi about, about gaining wisdom. Ito yung sinabi niya. You know, you can gain wisdom in three ways, three methods. First, by reflection, which is the noblest. Second, by imitation, which is easiest. And third, by experience, which is the bitterest. Mukhang may point si Confucius. Interestingly, ang pangalan niya Confucius, no? Parang ironic. <laughs> and then you have, you know, the wisest man. Consider the wisest man in all of history, King Solomon. What is he known for? Aside from being the wisest man in all of history. Having so many wives and con- concubines. What he asked from God was wisdom. Temple of God, right. And he's also the richest man in history at that time. And then he said, everything is meaningless. In Ecclesiastes, everything is meaningless. You have so many women to pleasure you. You have so much money. You will you you were able to rebuild the temple, and then you say everything is meaningless. Maybe he's on to something here. How about contemporary people? Hindi ko akilala yun Kilala si Elon Musk. Elon Musk, like he's the real Iron Man. He's the real Tony Stark. What else? Sino pa? Maybe Steve Jobs. Or maybe not. <laughs> maybe if you're a Windows user, Bill Gates. Who else? Sino pa? Sino pa yung masasabi yung really wise person? I want to hear a, a lady naman. Miriam. Kiambao? Sinong Miriam? Uh, Miriam Defensor Santiago. Probably, yes. Yes. What makes them wise? Ano ang categories natin to call someone wise? Is it because they discovered something? Is it because when they say something, you say, wow! That's awesome! Pwede ko bang i-tweet yun? Is it because they were inventors of something really awesome that changed humanity, that changed history? What are our categories to consider someone wise? How about you? Who wants here to be considered wise? Okay, siguro mga, mga 12 out of... <laughs> out of who wa- Honestly, we all want to be considered wise. So the question is, paano ba ako makukonsider how can I consider myself wise? How can I experience, you know, true wisdom? And I'm asking these questions because that's how James started this section in our passage. He is asking the church, who is wise among you? Who is wise among you? And we will try to answer that in different sections. When he's, answer, when he's asking that question, meron sagot doon sa passage that we really need 
to understand. You know, the reason why we consider some people like Elon Musk or Miriam Santiago or Confucius or, or these guys, we consider them wise because in our minds we have a certain, uh, certain understanding of what a wise person says, how he acts, how she or he moves or how he speaks. But James here, what you will see, gives a very unique definition and description of what he calls wisdom from above. Wisdom from above. So, ini-expose niya, number one, ano ba yung kinukonsider ng mundo na wisdom? He exposes them. And he emphasizes that there is a far better kind of wisdom. And then he encourages us, he encourages the readers to see that there are keys in living in true wisdom. So ito yung tatlong bagay na titignan natin ngayong hapon. Number one, ano yung dangers of following false wisdom? Number two, ano yung mga marks of, of true wisdom? And number three, ano yung keys to living in true wisdom? So if you're looking for an outline, that's it. Number one, the dangers of false wisdom. Number two, the marks of true wisdom. And number three, the keys to living in true wisdom. You know, what I like about this particular portion of James and even in certain parts, you know, he does not shy away from exposing what is false. He does not sugarcoat things. You know, some of the pastors, and sometimes we have this hesitation to say something really bad because, you know, baka next Sunday wala na yung person, uh, wala na yung ating congregation. But James does not do that. He gives it as it is. And he gives us the dangers and describes us what false wisdom actually looks like. You know, this week, uh, Julie and I, we were eating. Uh, don't follow me. Kumakain kami, pero ko yung phone ko. So don't do that, please. In your, If you're eating with your spouse or your friend, don't use your phone. You'll get in trouble. Anyway, so I was browsing. I was, I was browsing the phone, and I was really shaking my head. So sabi sa akin ni Julie, bakit? Anong, anong problema? Because I was browsing, and I saw... Uh, this this person, uh, Facebook friend, posting pictures of a sermon. Not in breadcom, so wag nyo nang hulaan. Um, she posted something, and I was really, oh man, that message came from a church? That message came from a church? I'm not, I'm not gonna mention any message. It sounded good, but it wasn't from the Bible. It sounded really nice, but it did not come from the Bible. You know, and I shared that to my uh, pastor friends, and I said, you know, brothers, we really need to labor in God's word because this is prevalent in many communities now. Aside from heretical teachings that you see, obviously they are false. There are seemingly correct teaching that will mislead you to the false kind of wisdom. It's equally dangerous because you think, you know, it makes sense, it sounds good, it feels good. I, I get out of that church and that message and say, wow, that's really awesome. And what you just realize is that, you know, that message just trying to help you with your behavior modification and, that's really, and, that, and not really preaching the gospel. And I really, it was the first time that I was really, really emotionally affected by that because, you know, we really need to care for our sheep. We really need to care for what we believe in. And that's what I'm going to do here in this point to expose to you what possible statements that we probably believed and consider as wise. Here's one. Get everything now. Get everything now. Ano ibig sabihin ito? Yung get everything, meaning it can be a, a possession, it can be an experience, it can be a, you know, a relationship that you think you deserve. 
You deserve this experience. You are young, so go explore. You deserve this kind of cell phone because you've earned it. You deserve this relationship because you have been, you know, you've been lonely for so many years. And we want to get them now. You deserve to enjoy life, so enjoy it while you can. So go pursue what makes you happy because YOLO. YOLO. Ano ibig sabihin ng YOLO for some of my kaedad? <laughs> Aba, alam nyo pala. <laughs> Kala ko kaming mga millennials ang nakakaalam nun. Question, question. Is YOLO true? Ayan na naman. <laughs> si pastor, mga, mga question. Is YOLO true? Yes? No? Maybe? I don't know? You know, you only live once is true if you don't believe in eternity. You are going to live once if after this life you are going to die for eternity. But if you are a Christian, you have a second life. So yes, there, uh, there's certain truth to it. You see the danger there? But you see also the good news. That for people who follow Jesus, this life is not the end. So this seemingly wise advice is dangerous because, you know, you can use the Bible or anything you know about christianity as merely a stepping stone or a key or a door to get what you really want and sometimes what we really want is self improvement self preservation becoming a better version of ourselves health wealth and happiness and it will lead us to thinking that all these things are designed to serve us let me give another example. I'll read this. If you then will worship me, it will all be yours. It will all be yours. How many of you says this is biblical? Yes. Yes. This is in the Bible. You know, there's a guy who did an experiment. His name is Jacob DeFour. He's an American independent filmmaker. So, Sino sa inyo nakakaranas ng mga, nangyari may post, may, may Bible verse, tas sa baba, uh, type amen if you agree, share if uh, share to five of your friends, and then your prayers are, will be answered. Nakaka-receive kayo ng ganun, hopefully not from me. So this guy made an experiment, followed Christian groups on Facebook, 100,000 uh, members, and then he posted this verse. He posted this verse. If you then will worship me, it will all be yours. Luke 4.7 and said, type amen if you agree. And then everyone said amen. Everyone said amen. You know who said this verse? Satan. Only for that thousands of people who said amen, only 3.5% tried to call him out and said, hey, that's not, that's not type, type amen if you agree because that's from Satan. And one guy was a pastor. That breaks my heart. And this is a, a prevailing thing, you know, in our, in our society. And we really, need to, we really need to be careful with the things that we hear and see and really discern what kind of wisdom this really gives us. You know, one, one wise person, one of the wise uh, people I see in the Bible is Apostle Paul, right? I would consider him wise because he wrote a lot of epistles in the Bible and he's saying a lot of, you know, wise things. Did he get everything now? Was he able to get everything now? He was 
learned, scholar, Jewish. He didn't get the things that people get at that time. In fact, he was in prison for the remainder of his life. But this is what he said. Ito experience niya. We are afflicted in every way, but not crushed. Perplexed, but not despair. Not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Struck down, but not destroyed. Always carrying in the body of death of the the death of Jesus, so that the life of Jesus may also be manifested in our bodies. And then he said this in the same, in the same breath. So we do not lose heart. This guy experienced shipwreck, being persecuted, being imprisoned. But he said, therefore, we do not lose heart. You know why? This, this is what he said. Though our outer self is wasting away, our inner self is being renewed day by day for this light and momentary affliction is preparing for us an eternal weight of glory beyond all comparison. Lahat ng mga naranasan niya, put them together, and then he looks at eternity and says, it's worth it. It's worth it. That's the experience of someone who understands true wisdom. That you can look at all of your bad experiences, all the things, all the broken hearts, all the painful experiences that you've had, even the physical challenges that you experience, and you look for eternity and says, it's all worth it. It's all worth it because I don't only live now. I look for eternity and see that, that there is a far better home that I can be. There's a far better city that I can be in. There's a far better kingdom that I can belong to. There's a far better king that I have now. So we do not lose heart. So even if I don't get everything now, I am fine. Another false wise wisdom, a wise statement, is to say, you know, you need to get ahead of others. You need to do everything if you really want to be successful in life. You need to make some compromises. You need to step on other people's toes to get ahead. Sino, sino sa atin ang gustong, gusto ng pila? <laughs> gusto mo, pipili ka dun sa pinakamahabang pila. Meron ba? Kapag may pila sa grocery, pupunta ka dun sa pinakamahaba. Hindi, di ba? Ano yung gusto mo? Ahanap ka nung wala, di ba? Kahit na pang senior citizen yon, dun ka pupunta. How do you feel if someone cuts you off? Nag-overtake, nag-counterflow, inunahan ka? How would you feel? How would you react? We don't want na malamangan tayo, di ba? Ayaw natin na malalamangan tayo, so para hindi tayo malamangan, Gagawa tayo ng paraan to get ahead. James says, this is his warning in our passage, for where jealousy, you're, you're jealous because you're comparing you know, things in your life, and selfish ambition exists, there will be disorder in every vile practice. Pastor, masama ba magkaroon ng ambition? Hindi naman, di ba? But what James is saying here, there's a kind of ambition that's very selfish. That you, you are no longer considerate of what's happening around you. But you know what? I have a better uh, suggestion. Instead of longing for, you know, valuing ambition, value God's vision in your life. God's vision in your life. So you, we see and we hear, you know, you need to get everything now to get ahead of others. There's also this, get away from trouble. And there are two ways that we do this. There are two ways that we try to get away from trouble. Number one, when you, when you sense, when we sense that there's trouble, you escape. 
Yan. Ayaw mo ng confrontation, so you escape. Masyado nang tensionado yung experience mo, so you take a, you take a step back and not confront people. Or, if you're the kind of person that's very wais, <laughs> yun yung Pilipino eh, wais, you try to work your way out of the trouble, and so you twist the truth, you maneuver things, you manipulate people, and twist the truth so that you can get away from trouble. Again, sabi ni James in verse 14, if you have bitter jealousy, selfish ambition in your heart, do not boast and twist the truth and be false to the truth. And this is how he describes that. This is not wisdom that comes down from above. It is earthly. Look at the progression. It is earthly, unspiritual, demonic. Wow. Wow. What do you notice about these false wisdoms? Get everything now. Get ahead of others. Get away from trouble. What do you notice about them? It's all about us. It's all about us. It's about self-promotion. It's about self-preservation. It's about selfish ambition. It's all about the self. You know, what's dangerous with this kind of wisdom is that whether you succeed in these areas or you fail in these areas, you end up hurting yourself and others. You end up hurting yourself or others. Example, even if you get everything now, you're successful in getting everything now, you will realize that's not what you want. But if you fail in getting everything now, magagalit ka dun sa mga tao na meron nun. So either way, whether you fail or you succeed in getting in following these false wisdom, you end up hurting yourself and hurting others. It's going to be exhausting, brothers and sisters, to follow these kinds of false wisdom. And if in your heart you, you know at some point, your heart was hooked in following these seemingly wise advice. It will burn you up. It will eat you up. And sabi ni James in our passage, it will result in disorder. In other words, it will result in a messed up life. And that, man, what, that will manifest that disorder, that messed up life will manifest physically and emotionally in panic attacks, depression, wala, ka ng, wala ng joy in your life. It will manifest relationally, feeling mo lahat kaaway ka, you know, everyone is out to get you, or it's difficult to connect with people, or it will manifest spiritually. You don't feel the presence of God in your life. You, you're burned out in the ministry or, you know, what's, what's even sad is you become, you become cold. Your heart becomes hard for repentance, for rebuke. You know, if these manifestations are happening in your life right now, and I'm saying this because I really care for you, it's possible that you followed the advice of these false wisdom at some point to a certain degree. If these are manifesting in your life, physically, relationally, spiritually, emotionally, it's possible that you followed the advice of these false wisdom. So who is wise among you, Sabini James? You know, if we really are honest with, with, our, with ourselves, the answer is no one in this room. No one. You know, at some point in our lives, 
to a certain degree, if we believed and followed these false wisdoms, you know, imagine we are messed up, broken people. We will hurt others and we will hurt ourselves. We heard that uh, last Sunday. Pastor San mentioned that hurt people will hurt people. So none of us can confidently claim to be experts in wise living. None of us can say, that's me, Pastor. But you know what? Take heart. Be encouraged because there is good news. So we just talked about the dangers of false wisdom, and we need to expose this so we know what true wisdom looks like. And that's what James is, will, will show us, that he is describing this is what true wisdom looks like. First is that true wisdom walks in humility. You know what I really like about his description is that wisdom is not just intellectual. Ang wisdom, hindi lang nanggagaling dito, ang wisdom is behavioral. It happens, it shows in the way we live our lives. We start again with our passage, if you are wise and understand God's ways, prove it, sabi niya, by living an honorable life, doing good works with, with humility that comes from wisdom. So the first virtue here, the first mark of wisdom is that you are doing it. You are acting in humility. I was talking to someone. I was talking to someone dun sa wake ni uh, Brother Robert Asancheno uh, last Friday. There was someone uh, in, the, in the military, in PNP, who gave a eulogy. And I know that he, this guy is a solid Christian. Solid Christian. And I said to the person beside me, Sana marami pang katulad nila. Sana marami pang katulad nila sa, sa government, sa army, sa military. Sabi niya, Pastor, actually marami. Hindi lang sila nakikita sa TV. Hindi lang sila yung masalita. Hindi lang sila yung laging napupunta sa spotlight. And this guy... You know, I've seen him uh, in, on TV from once or twice, but I, I, he doesn't really, you know, hindi siya maboka. But you know what? You know, wise people, really wise Christians, hindi kailangan maging maboka to show and see that they are living in true wisdom because they are living an honorable life, especially in the government. That's really difficult. And I really admire and honor this guy. And it shows in his life. So true wisdom is marked by our humility. Socrates, the, the wise man that we mentioned earlier, sabi niya, the only true wisdom is in knowing that you know nothing. Knowing that you know nothing. When you, you know that you are living in true wisdom when you say, Lord, I need help. I can't do this on my own. I need people around me and I need you. And Apostle Paul supports this in 1 Corinthians 3.18. Paul says, stop deceiving yourselves. If you think you are wise by this world's standards, you need to become a fool to be truly wise. For the wisdom of this world is foolishness to God. That's why Paul continues to encourage us to walk in humility in Ephesians 4.1. I, therefore, a prisoner for the Lord, urge you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling to which you have been called, with all humility and gentleness, with patience, bearing one another in love. True wisdom walks in humility. Second, True wisdom not only walks in humility, but it also grows in selflessness. Grows in selflessness. Verse 17 says, The wisdom from above is pure, peaceable, gentle, open to reason, full of mercy and good fruits, impartial and sincere. You know, the essence here is when you live in true wisdom, 
hindi siya automatic na selfless ka na kagad. Hindi siya automatic that you are someone like Gandhi. It's not, it doesn't work that way. But you rather grow in, in your selflessness. Paano yun? You, you grow in thinking about yourself less and you grow in thinking about others more. Uh, I mentioned earlier, me and Julie having this uh, dinner conversation. In, in the same conversation, I was rebuked. <laughs> I was rebuked, not, not because of my cell phone, but with another thing. Um, we were talking about this, this ministry opportunity many years ago that, that I turned down. I, I said no, and I thought that was wise. I thought in my mind that was a wise decision. And then Julie said, you know, you turned that ministry opportunity down because you were selfish. You were thinking of yourself. You don't want to get connected with those people because you think it will eat your time. It will uh, mess up your, the things that you want to do. You said no to that because you were selfish. You know that you married a good person <laughs> when they tell you those things. And I just said, oh nga. <laughs> Kasi kapag nag-argue pa ako doon, wala. Hindi matatapos yung ano. <laughs> Hindi matatapos yung dinner. But you know what? You know what? You know, Julie was right. I was really selfish. I was really selfish at that time. But realizing those things is an area for growth, you know, for you, your family, and this community to see whether you can adjust in considering others or not. Again, we see this in Philippians 2, 3, do not, nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourselves. Let each of you look not only to his own interest, and that's what I did, but also to the interest of others. How? Sino ang benchmark natin? Paul says this is our benchmark. Having this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus. Ano ba yung ginawa niya? Who, though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped but emptied himself by taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men, and being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Jesus showed the ultimate selflessness when he thought about us instead of himself. And that's what we hope to grow in. The last mark, the last mark of true wisdom, it not only grows in selflessness or walks in humility, it also leads to peace. Verse 18 says, And a harvest of righteousness is sown in peace by those who make peace. Jesus shared this Sermon on the Mount, and one of the things that he said in the Beatitudes is this, Blessed are the peacemakers. Bakit? For they will be called sons and daughters of God. They will be called sons and daughters of God. If we are peacemakers, it will show who we are. It will show that you are a child of God. Why is that possible? Because we see in Ephesians 2.14, For he, Christ himself, is our peace, who has made us both one and has broken down in his flesh the dividing wall of hostility. He's talking about Jews and Gentiles here. By abolishing the law of commandments expressed in ordinance that he might create in himself 
a new man in the place of the two, so making peace. But he's not only saying that he's making peace between Jews and Gentiles, he's also saying he, Jesus is making peace between people and God. Verse 16 says, And might reconcile us both to God in one body through the cross, thereby killing the hostility. Now, if you really are, if we are pursuing true wisdom, we don't like, we will not relish in conflict. We will not relish in discord in the community. We will not even be the start of chismes. Instead, if there is conflict in a community, in our family, we will be the first people to figure out and try to help in the reconciliation. This is what St. Francis says about the matter. His prayer says, Lord, make me an instrument of your peace. Where there is hatred, let me sow love. And I pray, I, I really hope this will be our prayer as a community. That when we see and sense that there is you know, conflict within our community or conflict in our, in, our, in our family, Lord, make me an instrument of your peace. As opposed to, alam mo bang sabi niya sa'yo ganito? Alam mo ba, ito yung sinasabi niya tungkol sa'yo. Yung gawain ko ng bata eh. Di ba? Parang, hawakan mo nga tenga, hawakan mo nga tenga. O ito yung sinabi niya sa'yo, papayag ka ba nun? No, no, no. Lord, make me an instrument of your peace. Where there is hatred, let me sow love. And really, my prayer is that we will be a people who are peacemakers. And that's what we need in our society right now. You know, when, when we see division in our government, when we see division in our political views, religious views, all the more that we will be an instrument of peace. All the more that we need wisdom that leads to peace. So let me just again contrast these two things. You see me and... You see me how I do this from time to time. I contrast, you know, last time counterfeit faith and authentic faith. This time, just to show you, you know, James is showing us the kind of false wisdom that the world is sharing and the true wisdom that comes from God. It's about getting everything now, get ahead of others, get away from troubles. But true wisdom is about walking in humility, growing in selflessness, and it leads to peace. And when we ask the same question, who is wise among you? No one. Sadly, there is no one, but the good news, there is someone who fits the category. Jesus walks in humility. Jesus considered others more than himself. Jesus is the ultimate peacemaker. So Jesus is not, you know, he's not just an example of true wisdom. He is also the fulfiller of living in true wisdom. So yes, it's all about us, false wisdom, but true wisdom is fulfilled in Jesus. So through him, we experience walking in humility. Through him, we experience growing in selflessness and being considerate of others, and through him, we can be called children of God as we are peacemakers. So let me end with my third point. What are the keys if we know that, you know, this world offers false wisdom, and then we have Jesus who shows us and makes it possible for us to experience true wisdom, what are practical ways for us to live in true wisdom, let me give you again three things. Para maalala nyo, it's A, B, and C. First is to acknowledge the source of true wisdom. Twice in our passage, James says, this wisdom is coming from, coming from 
above. What does this mean? Ano ibig sabihin ni James dito? It means that this wisdom is not from us. This wisdom is not a product of our best efforts. This wisdom is received purely by the grace of God. This wisdom is purely received by the grace of God and it comes to us supernaturally. What do I mean by that? I'm not saying in a magical, mystical way with smokes and, and lightning and thunder. What I mean is, it's not according to the flesh that we receive this wisdom. It's really from God. It's really by His grace that we experience true wisdom. So we need to recognize that. We need to acknowledge that. But we also need to begin somewhere. We need to begin somewhere. The world will give us a definition of wisdom, but the Bible is very consistent and very clear. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Proverbs 9.10, this is a New Living Translation. Fear of the Lord is the foundation of wisdom and knowledge of the Holy One, not just of His writings or His stories, knowledge of the Holy One Himself results in good judgment. It starts in the fear of the Lord. Pastor, are you saying that we should be afraid of God? That's not the point. Hindi, hindi, hindi yung matakot tayo sa Diyos na parang huhulihin tayo ng police or parang merong multo na humahabol sa atin. Fear of the Lord means to be in awe of His, of His character, to worship Him, to have a healthy understanding and appreciation and value of His holiness, His sovereignty, His will, His love, and His grace. If we have that fear of the Lord, the result is wisdom. The result is good judgment. So what that means is, you know, are you more concerned what, what people will say about you, what people will do to you, or are you more concerned about God's holiness, about His glory, about His approval, about how He sees you? If we value the pleasure of God in our lives, what other people will say about us don't matter much. Let me, let me say that again. If we value the pleasure of God, you, you put, you know, putting a smile on His face, then what other people will say about you, what they will do to you, it don't matter much. It will be easier for you to say no to compromise. It will be easier for us to say, Lord, even if I don't have everything, it is well with my soul. Lord, even if I have this physical challenge, it is well with my soul. Lord, even if I am struggling with my finances, it is well with my soul. Because I, am, I put more value in putting a smile on your face than pleasing other people. So we begin in the fear of the Lord. But how do we access it? And we've seen this in early in chapter 1 of James. We can call on Him. We can call on to God. We can cry out to the source to call on to God to grant us this true wisdom. If any of you lacks wisdom, you know, wisdom in going through challenges, wisdom in handling conflicts, wisdom on how to address reconciliation in your family, wisdom in handling you know, difficulties in your, in your practical life, sabi niya, let him ask God himself. Bakit? Because he gives generously to all without reproach and it will be given to him. You know what? The good news is God already gave wisdom personified to us, and that's Christ Jesus. So everything else that follows is easy for him to give you. He gave his son. 
So everything else that follows that he will ask, that you, we, we will ask, he will grant it in his son's name. So who is wise among you, James asked. My answer is sadly no one. But there is someone that I can connect with. And his name is Jesus Christ, my Lord and Savior. And in him I can experience living in true wisdom. Let's come to the Lord in prayer. Lord, we humble ourselves before you, knowing that we really know nothing. We are helpless people. We are broken people. We are messed up people, prone to hurt others, prone to hurt ourselves. And we have followed the ways of the world, thinking that it is wise. And so we come before you and we just ask for your help and your mercy. And we thank you, Lord God, because this wisdom coming from you is available for each and every one of us. Lord, we thank you that apart from you, we cannot really live in true wisdom. But Lord God, you did not leave us to ourselves. You have sent your son to show us not only what wisdom looks like, but to allow us to live in true wisdom. Lord, I pray that our church will be a community of peacemakers, a community of humble people, a community of selfless people who will be considerate of others. But in many times, Lord God, that we fail, we ask for your grace and help us grow more and more in true wisdom. Lord, when we ask for, for you to help us to live in true wisdom, we are not asking for this for us to become better persons or to become more famous or for our own benefit. We ask all of these things so that we can bring you glory. Lord, help us to understand and appreciate what fear of the Lord means to value your pleasure, your glory, and your holiness more than anything else. Help us, Lord God, that we really cannot attain this from our own selfish ambition, from our own self-effort, but this true wisdom is really coming from you alone and just appreciate and recognize that it is by your grace. And so as we live as a community that's dependent on your grace, allow us to be generous Allow us, Lord, to be gracious and allow us, Lord, to be people of praise, just pointing to you our source of wisdom who gives generously. And so we ask one more, Lord God, that you will grant us true wisdom coming from you, especially in these times that people are very divisive. Our nation is divided into different things. We want different things, but in you, Lord God, we know that we have hope. We thank you, Lord God, for you are good and your love endures forever. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.